welcome back for another episode of Clean Tech Talk, where we at Clean Technica interview clean tech leaders from around the world. With topics ranging from electric cars to climate change communication, you can listen to our full podcast series by visiting our website at cleantechnica.com. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Clean Tech Talk. I am Joe Boris here again with Phil from Snow Lake Lithium. When we abruptly cut off last week, we were talking about the existential crisis facing a lot of new car makers. And since then, it's only gotten weirder. So short version, Phil, if you can help us out, we've got an enough lithium, if I understand the numbers correctly, enough lithium to build about 40% as many EVs as there are current cars today. Does that sound right? No, it does not sound right at all. But first of all, Joe, thank you for having me again. It's great to be here, uh, as always. Well, the way we're pitching this is you never left. We just split it into two parts. Oh, right. No, it's good to... <laughs> good to continue good to still be here. It's good to still be here. Um, it's really yeah, good to so, still be So here. I misunderstood that. So, okay. I guess, long story short, there's, there's, there's not enough lithium to meet the demand that's coming. There's not even close to enough. The, like I said, you know, we, the, in North America today, the lithium production, some total zero. It does not currently exist. So you're talking about the greatest disconnect in the commodity markets ever in the history of the world. It's not a tightness, not a disruption. It's not a uh, short-term supply chain uh, issue. This is demand meets uh, supply and supply does not exist. Wow. So it's not a question of like, well, we'll just spend more money. Like it's just not there. It's not there in the ground to extract. Well, it's in the ground. The the as an element, it's fairly prolific. But over the past, you know, lithium was an orphan commodity that nobody cared about up until very recently. So no capital was deployed. No research was done. So sure, over the next three, four, five, seven years, lithium will people will be going out there. They'll be finding lithium. They recently, the Chinese announced they found lithium on Mount Everest. Um, so lithium is out there. We will find it, but then actually bringing that lithium to market, that's going to be the, uh, the challenge. Uh, and as you say, it's an existential threat to the industry who are now facing a tsunami of consumer demand that they can't, and commitments that they've actually made that they can't possibly meet unless something drastic is done. Well, you know, you, you made a good comment there. You talk about China finding lithium, you know, in, in Nepal or in, you know, wherever the Himalayas are, but that doesn't help us because China is not exactly sharing their lithium with the rest of the world. China has no interest. China, China's uh, brilliant strategy, if I could say so, is over the past 10 years, they've built out the entire ecosystem for the EV industry. And they have 300 EV manufacturers in China today. And out of the six, six and a half million EVs sold in the world last year, three and a half of them were Chinese. And companies that we've, you and I have never heard of, we would not recognize, but these are companies that have, you know, have done it, have done, spent the money on R&D, yeah. have gone through the first couple of generations. So they're probably and these pretty aren't fly-by-night companies. These are companies that have spent hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars in R&D, in development, in rolling out a dealer infrastructure. There's one company, Neo, that's doing battery swaps and you read about it and you're kind of like, you know, because again, we're Americans. We grew up in the, the some of us in the 80s and 90s at the, at the end of the American superpower 
kind of legacy, right? So like we think, wow, the rest of the world, China, that's just garbage. But these guys have done a million battery swaps already. And, and I think that that's conservative. They're doing so much business over there and they're so much further ahead of where we are. The question then becomes what incentive would they have? It's not even, it, it, it's not even a geopolitical game of like, well, we're going to play cat and mouse with the Americans. It, it's they're trying to meet their own demand. They're trying to meet demand of their own market. That's exactly right. Cause they're, they're going fully electric and they are just ramping it up. 85% of the world's lithium today is controlled by China, either directly or indirectly. So they, and they've built out the entire, we're talking about, you know, in North America today about, you know, uh, building out some uh, hydroxide and some lithium and EVs. They've built this all out already. They've, they're already tried and tested straight through the entire ecosystem to the point where they have a full recycling industry today. And we, we talk about it, you know, in, in grandiose terms about our ambitions of recycling the batteries. They already have it. They've built that out. So they've, they've gone from, cra- from cradle to grave. They've already built out the entire system, hydroxide plants, lithium supply, EV manufacturers, you know, cathode battery uh, manufacturers. It's all there. We're just playing catch up now to that. Uh, and so their interest is not to supply us batteries or uh, lithium. Their interest is they're going to be wanting to sell cars in, you know, in, in Chicago uh, to consumers. Yeah, and, and I think that's coming. I mean, if you look at like what VinFast is doing, which obviously is, is Vietnamese, but they're getting their lithium, I think, from China. You're looking at some of the other manufacturers like Honda that's looking to manufacture in China and potentially bring the cars over here. You know, I, I feel like as Americans, a lot of people, you know, whether you're North Americans, let's say, they have this idea that China is manufacturing subpar products, right? But that's not really accurate anymore. If you pick up an iPhone or you're on your MacBook, that's made in China. It's not like that's made in Detroit. A hundred percent. They've really, you know, especially in the EV space, you know, they identified a problem 10 years ago that they were trying to deal with, which was primarily the fact that their economy was getting impacted by their fossil fuel dependence. That was problem number one. So they needed a solution to that because they had GDP growth that was off the charts. They had every, you know, the middle class was growing, jobs, economy, et cetera. And they felt that they were constantly getting impacted negatively by their dependence on other, you know, on the geopolitical, the politics of fossil fuel and the costs associated. So they were looking for a solution to that. And they were looking for a solution to the problem of pollution. It was a, a massive problem because of their accelerated industrialization. Yeah, I remember that. You'd see the, the pictures of the smog and they would have like an LED billboard of the sunrise so that you would know it was daytime because it was right. so bad. Yeah. And but you don't and, see and the citizens weren't going to stand for it this, right, because the citizens weren't going to stand for it. So they, they, they realized they have to do something about these two problems. And it was like one bird and uh, two stones. Or is it? No, it's two birds and one stone. That makes much more sense. Yeah. And, as long as somebody's getting stoned, we got a show. Yeah. <laughs> but that's clearly <laughs> right. <laughs> but, it, it, you know, we're, we're talking about these things and we're saying big things. And we're, we're saying them so quickly and so easily, like, you know, you have to realize there's hundreds of thousands of Americans that are directly impacted by the auto industry. And if there's simply not enough supply to go around, we have to start scaling back production, right? And what gets cut first? If you're Chevrolet, you know, if you're General Motors and you're looking at, well, I can sell one, you know, I have enough lithium to make one battery. Am I going to sell a $70,000 Cadillac? a $90,000 Hummer or a $25,000 Bolt, you're going to sell the most expensive, luxurious thing that you can sell. Are we 
because of that lack of supply, limiting the amount of vehicles that they can make, it makes sense from a corporate point of view to maximize the profit on each vehicle. Are we going to see like every brand move up market and just kind of, you know, if you can't afford a $50,000 EV, you're just not going to buy a new car? That's an interesting take. And I've never thought about it that way before. But my, my view on it is really that we have to find solutions. We have to innovate our way out of this. And, and it's not acceptable. The, the consumers want electric cars for a lot of reasons, whether it's, you know, the, the environment, sustainability, sustainability, or whether it's economics or whether it's just yeah. pure luxury. I mean, my the, fragile male ego requires that I drive a 9,000 pound Hummer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, let's, let me know if that works. But the, uh, the, uh, uh, you know, but I, I think that the, the, we need as Americans, as, as proud Americans, we need to innovate our way out of this and to really focus on what's going to save our industry. Because understand, what, what you're describing is very nice from a corporate perspective. But if we do not find a way to solve this problem, China will sell the cars to the American consumers because American consumers, this is what they want. And I think a lot of the OEMs are waking up to that today. They're suddenly realizing, hey, this is for real. Because until now, there was a certain, you know, they were in a, like a denial bubble. And they were kind of saying, you know, it'll happen, but it might, you know, it's going to happen over a long period of time. We'll roll out a line or two every year and we'll see how that goes. Suddenly, like you said, you know, the F-150 comes out. And now if, if you want to get, you know, you, any electric car that you want to acquire today in the United States of America requires you to be on a wait list. And people are lining up to be on a wait list and they're paying, you know, deposits for three years from now. So, you know, recognizing that fact now, is, 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 it's, a, it's scary as hell if you're living in Detroit and you realize, hey, if we don't find a solution, China's going to be here tomorrow. They will yeah. absolutely be selling cars to, our, to our, our market. Well, let's talk about one of those solutions. One of those solutions, obviously, is your business, Snow Lake Lithium. And you guys are, you've already found quite a bit of lithium uh, up there by Snow Lake in Canada and North America. You're powering the mine. That you're, you're, gonna, you're going to be powering the mine entirely hydroelectric electricity or, or 98% hydroelectric electricity, which is green carbon neutral. You're going to be running electric mining equipment to, to not only minimize pollution and all that, but also to, you know, for the protection and benefit and well-being of your crews that work there. You know, it, what you're doing now and you're, and you're finding more and more lithium, the more you kind of explore. So are our... I don't know how to ask this. Are you going to save us? Are you going to save? Like, can, can you? Is this something you can do? And and I say that I say that flippantly, and I say that with a little bit of a cavalier tone because that's you know our listeners know who I am. That's who I am. But like I think it's a legitimate question: Who is going to come save us? And we got Phil, and Phil's going to save the day here. Yeah. Well, Joe, this is uh, this is probably the the point when I, I'm going to look back and say this is where I'm, where my messiah complex was, <laughs> was initiated. No, I don't think I've been blamed for many things. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, you are the messiah. No, I, I I don't. We are part of the solution, and it's it, you know it's it's companies like ours or businesses like ours that are focused on securing the supply chain domestically because the luxury of outsourcing and a globalized economy is great until you get to this type of competitive situation where jobs will be impacted, economies will be impacted, and actual industries will be impacted in a very negative fashion unless we secure a supply chain. So we have to come together, we have to innovate, and we have to actually really secure domestic supply chain. Today in, in Mexico, 
the government voted that they're, they're working, they're starting towards nationalizing their lithium assets because they recognize that, you know, lithium is, is the new you know, white oil, as they like to call it. And they're, they're going to nationalize it down there. So, you know, we have to look what we, where we can. And, you know, if we can't go to the South, then let's go to the North. You know, Canada has, has had a very, uh, you know, a very friendly mining jurisdiction. You know, the government well, very much to sees be fair, Canada's, Canada's economy, you know, ebbs and flows with the American auto industry. It's not, you know, they're not outside of it. They're manufacturing these F-150s. They're manufacturing these, you know, Dodge sure. Ram pickups and all that. So, so they're, they're, they're in bed with us, whether they like it or not at this point. Well, I think it might even be the other way around almost because they have the leverage. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. So we're seeing that now. What, what people are, are, are waking up to is that the, the automobile industry is basically it's creative destruction. It's being flattened and rebuilt from scratch. And, and that's what's happening. So Canada has it in their power now to say, OK, we have the lithium, we have the processing, and now we want you to, uh, to make your cars in, in Canada for the, for, the, for the entire North American market. And I think we're starting to see that now with Stellantis. We're starting to see it with GM. And just in the past few weeks, deals have been announced. And the Canadian government have been, has announced already. They've already uh, uh, committed to about, I think, four point, four point something billion dollars towards EV and critical supply chain manufacturing because they realize this is a, is a growth opportunity for the next 20, 30 years. So exactly you know, right. Now, and we touched on this a little bit last time, and I want to touch on it again because this is Clean Technica. We're all about clean tech. One of the things, one of the benefits to doing business with Canada, and in, especially in the way that you're trying to do business, is that it minimizes the environmental impact of lithium. When we talk to people who are opponents of EVs or people who have maybe drunk the Fox Kool-Aid a little bit too much, you know, the, the first thing they say is, well, you know, the EVs are dirtier than gas because you got to get all that lithium out of the ground. What you guys are doing is, is or what you're proposing is really a no harm model. And we can, we can say that because, you know, the goal is not necessarily to promote what you're doing, but to show other lithium mining operations and other people throughout the world, you can do this without destroying all the environmental good you're going to do by reducing tailpipe emissions. You can do this in a way that's sustainable. Yeah. And I think we have to accept the fact that we're going to be mining uh, minerals for, you know, for, to sustain our economies and our lifestyles for a long time. Oh, we've done um, that, it for 5,000 years. What's another 5,000? Yeah. Well, there, there's a theory that says that urban mining is the future, that by 2050, we'll never have to mine anything ever again, because we'll be able to completely recycle everything from our existing, you know, uh, yeah, there is a theory. It's very interesting. I don't know if it's true or not, but it's yeah. still fascinating. This is an audio um, and, show, but the face I'm making is incredulous. Yes, <laughs> it's, it, incredulous would be the way to describe it. But no, urban mining, check it out. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, a, a very, very fascinating concept and, and just, you know, shows you where, where our innovative minds are. But the thing is, remember, when you take a gallon of, uh, of, of fuel uh, and you put it in your car, that fuel is burned in the combustion engine. Gone. That's yeah. never coming back again. That's never coming back again. But with lithium and with, with a lot of the, you know, the, the, the metals that we, we extract from the ground, there, there is the possibility of lithium is, is, is there's plenty of opportunity yeah. to recycle, Iron, aluminum, all those things come back. And even if only done. half of it comes back, dude, half of it comes back. <laughs> like that's awesome. you, get more, you can get more, you can get more than half of it. And, and like oh, I said, sure, China, sure. China's done an amazing, I mean, this is the thing. I, I hate to admire the competition. Um, but it, it's impossible not to. I mean, I, I am very patriotic, red, white, and blue, and I, you know, I, I, I pledge allegiance every morning. But the when you see what they've done, even on and the, you're saying that recycling. from London right now, right? <laughs> well, yes. But, <laughs> but let's, but yes, but London really is the 51st state, isn't it? I mean, let's be honest. 
<laughs> or <laughs> exactly so it's uh, or we're we're uk light we're still there's still that <laughs> yeah. special relationship between uh, the americans the, and the brits and the think, colonies yeah no but, but yeah it, it, it's a good point with, with, it's, it's a good recycling point. it's the it's the it's the you know you have to just keep that in mind and also you know what i've, I've seen up close what the the impact of a fossil fuel spill and it, it, I don't think there's anything as as, as horrific as, uh, and, and nobody, the, the, you know, nobody talks about them. And there's several a year. Now I know yeah. that fossil fuel is with us for, you know, for a long time. We, we're not going to, we're not getting away from that quickly. But I, I, I don't see, you know, this electrification and the idea of being able, being able to recycle those elements. I think we have to step up and, you know, mature our economy to the point where why do we have to stick a drill in the ground and get some you know, uh, fossilized uh, bones out to, to be able to keep our economy going. We need to find better ways of doing it. We need to find better ways to do it. I think that's, uh, I, I think that's a strong statement. Now, I, I want to go back to this idea, and, and you said you hadn't thought of it before, so I, I apologize for putting you on the spot here, but as I'm thinking more and more about a, a reduced supply of lithium necessitating that car makers squeeze more profits out of fewer vehicles sold, I'm wondering if that is at least partially behind this movement of mobility as a service where, you know, you would pay a subscription to Uber or Lyft or something like that. And then they would just take you where you need to go in your, you know, $70,000 electric robo taxi. Does that impact what you're doing at all? Or is it, is that not really essential? Because, I mean, if you think about the lithium market, it's not just cars, right? There's, there's everything. There's e-bikes, e scooters, phones, you know, laptops. Everything is really using this resource that is becoming more and more and more critical. Well, you know what? It's funny you say that because I, this is something that's been on my mind. You know, we focus so much on EVs. It's just that's all we talk about. But to me, EVs is the tip of the electrification iceberg. I mean, we really, we have to start thinking about the fact that, I don't know, I think we're maybe 10 years away from aviation going completely electric, you know, lawnmowers, uh, you know, as an example, boats, the entire marine uh, economy is going to go electric. And then you get into all the storage uh, issues, whatever. So really, EVs is the, is the most visible and probably the most forward of the technologies, but it's going to be across the spectrum. Our entire lives and economies will be electrified. I mean, that is the way everything is going now for a million reasons, whether it's, you know, it's the environmental issues, whether it's the economics, whether it's the, you know, the, just the quality of life issues, because, you know, I don't want to hear my neighbor mowing their lawn at seven in the morning on a Sunday. I'd rather they, you know, they do it electric. And I, I was just speaking to someone who told me that in their county now, and, you know, in their neighborhood, it's actually by 2028 or something, you'll have to have an electric lawnmower, as, just as an example. Really? Just for the uh, yeah. noise issue? Just because of the noise issues. And, and you know, you, you, you get it. I mean, there's, there's, it makes a lot, a lot of sense. And I, so I, I think we, we, there's a lot of work to be done. We, 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 you know, the grid has to be able to catch up, uh, the, you know, all the charging issues that we look at and whatever. But at, at the end of the day, we and, and the United States of America, and, and, and I'll include Canada as well, because it's, it's also, you know, for me, it's all, we're all, you know, we're all brothers and cousins. But the, the, the North America is the most innovative planet and, you know, the continent in the world, in the history of the world. So we need to find a way to do what, get, you know, get this done for our, for our children, for our grandchildren, and also for, you know, for the, you know, the luxury of, of being able to electrify our economy, which I think is mission critical right now. So we have to figure it out. We got to innovate it. We got to move. We got to accelerate. That's what we're doing, you know, at Snow Lake. Our, our mission is, is not just to expand the tons because tons, uh, you know, we'll find. 
It's getting it to market. Let's get it to market as quickly as possible so we can be able to do it in a responsible fashion. I agree 100%. Now, I, I, I don't want to cut you off, but I do want to talk about this because you mentioned Snow Lake and you're going to find the tons. The article that I read recently, um, you're, you guys are using, you're helicoptering in mining equipment to find this stuff. I mean, those guys, those guys are like super, they're like superheroes, man. They're like flying into the side of a mountain, hanging off of a helicopter to try to find lithium. And like, they wouldn't engage with me at all. I was like, this is awesome. You guys need to talk to us about it. And they're like, we bring in equipment by helicopter. <laughs> so, so that's, that's just one of the ways that you guys are out there looking for supply and looking to innovate. You know, is there, I mean, obviously I'm sure you have a lot of trade secrets. We're not asking you for that, but you know, Joe, I have no secrets of, from you. I, I have no secrets from you. My I life's an open it. book for you, Joe. I, I mean, you did give me your social security number and your banking information. I thought that was great. Yes. <laughs> but what Good are, luck. Yeah, exactly. yeah, there's, an over, there's an overdraft I need you to deal with. If, so if what's the old, what's the old joke about, you know, the bank calls the guy and he says, uh, you know, we've seen some weird charges in your account. You know, it's a two thousand dollars here, three thousand dollars here. He goes, oh yeah, that, I think my credit card was stolen. Like, okay, we'll cancel it and send you a new one. And he says, no, 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 leave it. The guy, the guy who stole it, spending less than my wife. <laughs> well, that's incredibly sexist. We'll edit that out. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a hate cut crime. That. Cut, cut, <laughs> cut, cut. Hashtag me too. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but I mean, but I think that there's there's something to that, right? Like we talk about these securities and these trade secrets and innovation, but there there has to be some degree of sharing and some degree of openness for the entire ecosystem to collaborate and work together, right? So like you know, what are some of the ways that you guys are, are working to find lithium? What are some of the innovative ways that you see other people trying to find these resources? Well, you know, in terms of a hard rock mine, which is what we are, the, you know, the, the process involved is, is fairly known. It's, it, we, we've been hard rocking, hard rock mining since the beginning of time. I mean, it's, right. uh, it, you know, so our ability today to mitigate some of the, the more pollutant aspects of it is what we're really trying to work on. But also in terms of the exploration, look, we just finished a geophysical drone survey where, uh, you know, they flew out there and, uh, and, and they look at, the, you know, in, in great deep analysis of, you know, with the algorithmic uh, uh, search patterns to find, you know, where the prospective sites are and where we should be working and how we should be doing it. But I think for us, you know, what we really want to achieve is what, you know, the rock to road strategy. So we're not looking to, to you know, commoditize this and go out to the market. We're really looking to work closely together on specifically in the hydroxide plant that we're going to build in uh, Southern Manitoba outside Winnipeg to work with the end user today to start, you know, chemical engineering and designing a plant that works for their battery requirements so that we have literally, you know, rock to road strategy without any surplus, without any overspill, and that it's, it should be a seamless supply chain that works for them, that works for us, that works for everybody straight down. And then eventually it allows you to support other mining operations in, you know, within the province and within the country. So I, I, you know, I think that's that's a that's a big part of the solution. But in terms of, you know, trade secrets, you know, we're, we're doing the drone surveys, we're doing the drilling, we're gonna, you know, build out the mine. It's it, this is fairly straightforward stuff. There's uh, there, there isn't, you know, the, we're gonna do some ore sorting, which is a pretty cool technology. We could talk about it another time. But that, um, you know, you, you basically get rid of a lot of the waste rock before it even goes into the plant through through some sophisticated technology. That's um, cool. That's like again, a, that's like one of the good episodes of how it's made. Yeah, yeah, no, that's it is pretty impressive. It's uh, it's um, and some of them are actually doing it today at the scoop, so they're literally underground in the mine with a scoop that can actually eliminate the waste right there 
uh, and then using all kinds of technologies. It is pretty impressive. But yeah, there, there's there's a there's a lot of work that the world needs to do to get mining to a point where, where it's, it's more acceptable and it's more ESG compliant. And we have a responsibility to do it. And look, today's consumers, that's what they want. Um, you know, that's why we're going to, you know, you're seeing Polestar Zero and you're seeing, you're going to see a carbon impact number on every car, like calories on a chocolate bar. That, that's, that's where the world is going today. People want this today. People are demanding it. And, you know, when you and I were growing up, I mean, you're much older than me, but when you and I were growing up, Avid. No lethal. Yeah, yeah. No, it, was, it was easy. <laughs> the, uh, the you and I were growing up, it, you know, people spoke about environmental issues in, but almost like in dreamy terms. It was, no, you know, there was yes. no real execution. Today's generation, it's great. I, I think it's amazing that they're, you know, the consciousness of these of these issues and the fact that they're, you know, they're willing to do something about it. It's it's an amazing and, development. And more interesting than that, the 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 value of authenticity to what I would call the millennials and the zoomers and everything else that, you know, if you're going to be a company that talks about environmentalism, they want you to back it up. If you're going to be a company that talks about, you know, fair trade, they want you to back it up. And that's something that never, you know, never occurred to me. I never asked where my Walkman was made or how the working conditions were, you know, for my camcorder, Sony eight. I I didn't, it didn't even occur to me to care. Which is right. terrible. It's a terrible thing, but it just wasn't a part of our consciousness growing up. And, and I'm, I'm grateful that it is today. Phil, you've been awesome. We're definitely going to have you on again. You know, hopefully we see you. Uh, we'll see you again soon. And, um, you know, maybe maybe we'll feed into the Messiah complex a little bit. I, th- I think uh, I think we're going to be better off that, with your involvement. Thank you so much. I kind of pivoted from the Messiah complex to the superhero complex hanging out of the helicopter. So I'm not sure which <laughs> way to go now. It's like, you know. I tell you what, if you send us a picture of you hanging out of the helicopter, I'll put that I'll put that as a sticky on the front page for a week. <laughs> Joe, you come up, you come up to Snow Lake with me and we'll hang out the helicopter together. It's a date, buddy. We'll do it. Thanks so all much. Right, and we'll we'll wear clean Technica capes. All right. We're going to we're going to make that happen <laughs> awesome all right buddy thanks so much thanks. thank you for listening to clean tech talk join us next time to get your electric fix if you would like to sponsor our podcast send us an email at accounts at cleantechnica.com that's a c c O-U-N-T-S at cleantechnica.com. Thanks.